With the 2023 commits coming in at wide receiver, the receiver room is now one of the strongest position groups on this Florida Gators roster. We're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Friday, last episode of the week this week. No no bonus stuff this week, and, uh, or at least I'm not anticipating it. But I am Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Written work with Whole 9 Sports. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Now, looking at this receiver room, I think it's safe to say that myself and many, many other Gators fans, not just media, Gators fans, were very critical of this 2022 wide receiver room. Deservedly so, by the way. Yes, there are some departures like Justin Shorter is gone to the NFL draft. Uh, Trent Widmore is with UCF now. Dejan Reynolds is with Pitt now. And there, yeah, there were some departures for multiple reasons. But I think that the returning talent is the talent that you want back. Obviously, if Justin Shorter wanted to come back to Gainesville for another year, you'd be like, yeah, we'll, we'll take you back. You're Justin Shorter. So we'll have you for another year. But with Dejon Reynolds and Trent Whitmore, hey, just wasn't the spot for you, I guess. But looking at this Florida Gators room at receiver, when you look at the, the typical big body number one receiver that people like to talk about, you talk about the X. That, that's your bigger body. He's not necessarily shifty, still fast, big, deep threat. His job is to space the, uh, the field vertically, win these jump balls and the 50-50 balls. Now, that was Justin Shorter's role, but with him gone to the NFL draft, there are two main people that that I think will be in contention for that role this year. Jaquavian Frazier's, who played well last year when he was given the opportunity. He was just limited snaps, and when he was healthy, he played well. He also did get injured towards the, we'll say towards the final quarter of the season, um, and was then ruled out for the remainder of the season, and if I'm not mistaken, played in the bowl game uh, just off the top of my head. But when he played in 2022, he was almost exclusively the X receiver. He would play in place of Justin Shorter. That was until this next guy kind of took over that spot in Caleb Payday Douglas. I know that we saw him in Eastern Washington game, and it was like, okay, maybe we got something here. And we saw him score a few times. And the thing that I will continue to say with Caleb Douglas is it is very evident or was very evident in 2022 that quarterbacks trusted him when they threw the ball to him. No matter who it was, they trusted Caleb Douglas to catch the ball. That's an important thing. Having a quarterback that's just like, hey, I'm in a rough spot. I need to throw the ball, though. I'm going to throw the ball to Caleb Douglas and I'm going to trust him as a true freshman 
to have the trust of Anthony Richardson, Jalen Kidd, and Jack Miller III as a receiver is a very important thing to take note of. So Caleb Douglas is going to be one of the guys competing for the starting X spot. I think it's also important to say that prior to the 2022 season, he had said that he was learning how to play X first, but that he had every intention of learning how to play every position for this Florida Gators offense. So you could see him move around the field quite a bit in 2023. Next up is, is the other outside receiver commonly referred to as the Z receiver. That one, there's not necessarily like a, a body type or, or a skill set type. I think it's just like the number two guy on your team. Xavier Henderson was that in 2022. He'll probably be that in 2023. If he doesn't play the X, um, I wanted to throw him in there because, well, it's certainly possible that he does play the X, being that he is tall. He is pretty fast. He is not shifty. He's not as good as a, as a uh, we'll say, contested catcher uh, or a catch and traffic catcher, whatever you want to call it when it comes to Justin Shorter versus Xavier Henderson, but Xavier Henderson is still reliable there. And when you're looking at the Z, like I wouldn't mind seeing someone like, we'll say Marcus Burke here, especially because he's kind of similar to Xavier Henderson. He's tall. Marcus Burke is listed at six foot four. He's fast, but he's not super shifty. I think my biggest concern with Marcus Burke is that the drops when they showed up were just pretty worrisome will say, but for the most part, you sh- you roll out there with any combination of Jaquavian Frazier's, Caleb Douglas, Xavier Henderson, and Marcus Burke on the outside, and I probably, probably won't hate it. Then you look to the slot, which is what's going to be Florida's bread and butter this year. I truly believe that where slot, I just called it slot because there's a lot of things you can call it because as if you don't know, well, now you will know that Football terminology, you could say the same word, same letter, and it means something completely different to someone else, which is incredibly irritating. But it's the same thing. You would also use a different word to say the same thing, like how we have Bandit and Jack as linebacker, like I was talking about when comparing Patrick Tony to Doug Belk. Patrick Tony uses the Jack linebacker, which is that off, which is that uh, on the ball edge rusher, stand up edge rusher. And Doug Belk uses Bandit. Same thing. They do the same thing. They just have a different name. So, same way we have that, we also have different names. For, we have different names for the same thing, same name for different things. Very fun. But when you look at the slot, some people call the slot the Y, the F. I just call it the slot. That's that's what I call it. Especially where in modern football, multiple multiple roles could be filled by the same receiver. Like that's, that's what modern football is all about. It's about getting guys who could fill multiple roles and, and kind of play positionless football. That's what we're gearing towards. So you look at the slot, it's Ricky Pearsall is number one. I mean, he, he is the most talented receiver on this room by a large margin. So Ricky Pearsall is that guy at receiver, especially in the slot. Marcus Burke played, most of his snaps in the slot, barely most of his snaps in the slot. I think it was 51% in the slot, 49% out wide. Ty Bowman is another one who, if he gets his drops handled, we have that. And Khalil Jackson, if he wants to play for the Florida Gators, uh, he can be another slot receiver. But we're about to take a look at some of the 
new receiving options and the, and the new toys in the receiver room for the Florida Gators. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel, and the NFL playoffs are here, and we here at Lockdown are really excited about our new sports betting partner because it's the number one sportsbook in America. It's FanDuel, and if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. There's a ton of ways to make money. Thank you so much, Ben Shelton. Thank you so much, Josh Allen. Thank you so much, Joe Mixon. Uh, thank you so much, Trenton Irwin with Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, that was just sometimes his over is just free depending on the defense we're playing, but whatever. New customers can join, place a $5 bet and receive $150 in free bets, whether your bet wins or loses. Sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And we spent the last segment talking about the 2022 Florida Gators receivers that are coming back for 2023 and what their roles might be. But now we're going to talk about the newbies. Uh, We're talking about the true freshmen that are coming in from this 2023 recruiting class. Of course, Aaron Gates is listed as an athlete. He is likely going to be playing on the defensive side of the ball. Jakeem Jackson in high school played receiver and corner. He's going to be playing on the defensive side of the ball. There's things like that where they're going to be playing on the defensive side of the ball, so I'm not talking about them. There are three receivers we're talking about. It's Aiden Mizell, it's Eugene Wilson III, and it's Andy Jean. When you look at Aiden Mizell, the important thing about him is that there is not a single person on this roster that matches Aiden Mizell's speed. That's important. Because there's a lot of guys where you can lose them and you go, okay, we, we can replace them in certain ways. We, we might have to you know scheme things a little bit differently, but we can still replace them. With someone like Aiden Mizell, there's not that option there. Aiden Mizell is the fastest player on this team. If Okay, he's at worst third because I don't know what some of these guys are going to run. But Aiden Mizell I know is fast, fast. I, I will say he's probably the fastest player on the team. And he's one of those guys where when you have that dynamic playmaking ability, you've got to just get him the damn ball. Whether you make him the Xavier Henderson running the jet motion and then you hand it off to him, you pop pass it, you throw a swing to him, a screen, whatever it is, no matter what it is, you get him the ball. If it's an end around or reverse, whatever it is, get him the ball. You're either... I think the best way to get someone like that involved early is one force feed him the ball by those design touches. Like I said, a screen, a swing, um, an end around a jet sweep, whatever it might be. And two, you let him run vertical. Like you just go, okay, we're going to run a post here and you're just going to outrun everybody. And if you do that, you're going to get the ball. One of those guys, that's how you got to get on the ball. You have to just ask him to do two things early on. Just go, if we give you the ball, will you be a dynamic playmaker that will create yards after the catch or after the touch, whatever it is? And will you be able to space the floor for us? Because that will help a ton, especially when you look at having Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne on the field. Corners are going to want to play press, especially when you look at the corners going against Xavier Henderson, Caleb Douglas. I love those guys but they're not world beaters when it comes to running straight line. You know who is? Aiden Mizell. So if you have Aiden Mizell there, corners are going to have to back up a little bit on him, and that will help your running game because corners are so far off. 
now it changes the game a little bit, right? So that's one of the things you have to do to get Aiden Mizell involved. Eugene Wilson the third, likely going to mostly be playing out of the slot. Not a knock on him, by the way. I hate when people are like, oh, slot receiver is a bad thing. No, it's not. Slot receiver is arguably the most important pass catching spot on any football team because you got to be the safety blanket that can stretch the field vertically, that can be creative if they want to hand you the ball. And you need to be able to be a sure handed receiver as that safety blanket. And you need to be able to create yards after catch if the opportunity is there. Slot is arguably the most difficult position to play as a receiver. It's arguably the most difficult position to play on offense outside of quarterback, maybe a line. So Eugene Wilson, the third being the slot receiver of the future for the Florida Gators is a big, big positive with Ricky Pearsall officially coming back. That means he's going to be your starting slot receiver, but Eugene Wilson, the third one gets to learn from him and two gets to spend a year getting used to the sec game and getting used to this offense, which can only help you. Eugene Wilson III is a silky smooth route runner. So we're going from slick Rick to silky Trey. I, I, I don't know what we're doing with that one, but a silky smooth route runner that it's going to, I think against a lot of zone defenses, he will annihilate underneath, which is what you're looking for in the modern, modern football really. And the last receiver that's joining is Andy Gene. And Andy Gene is a fun one because he's someone who, Miami, Florida, Miami, Florida. And then right around signing day, it was like Florida State's just like, don't mind if I do. And it became this whole thing about whether or not Andy G would actually be a Florida Gator. But he is. And already he posted, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, he already posted that he's already at 200 pounds. He was listed at 180 during these recruit during like his recruitment. So he's packed on the pounds. Hopefully he's still as fluid a mover as he was before, but he's got the size, both height and now actual mass and skill set that could help him step in early. Is he a huge dude? No, he's like six foot one. I want to say six foot more likely, but you don't care about that because that's still, first of all, that's still plenty to work with as a receiver. And also Andy Gene is one of those guys where he's good at, I want to say everything. I, I want to say that you can ask him to play any position. Obviously, once he learns the routes, you can ask him to play any position. You can ask him to run any route. You can ask him to be, you know, I'm just going to dump it to you and you've got to pick up yards after the catch. Or we're going to throw deep and see what you got there. But he's someone that you can ask to do everything. Jack of all trades, good at everything, great at nothing receivers. And I'm cool with that. Like, if you can add that and he's considered your third best receiver in this recruiting class, I will take that every single day of the week because that is someone that is going to contribute to your football team. And if you can get a contributor, then you accept that, especially if it's a positive contributor. You don't want to be like, oh, well, they're only contributing because that position sucks. No, Andy Jean is going to be able to contribute with a wide receiver room in Gainesville that has improved significantly since 2022 I, I truly think that it's improved significantly you got you trimmed the fat with guys that didn't want to be here you added the fastest player in the room immediately you added your slot of the future that could play early on if Ricky Pearsall needs a break or anything and you added another receiver that can step in at any role and fill multiple roles that's a huge win for a recruiting class 
We're about to talk about some tweeners that are going to be maybe participating it as a receiver for the Florida Gators offense. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about these tweener types that we'll call them that. First up is Arliss Boardingham, and it was always going to be Arliss Boardingham first up because, I mean, first off, through high school, through his recruitment, Arliss Boardingham played receiver and tight end. He was a true hybrid, and likely, he's likely going to be one of those guys that doesn't really line up in line as an inline tight end very frequently. Maybe he'll line up as an offset tight end a little bit behind the line of scrimmage. Maybe you can call that an H-back if you want. He's going to line up in the slot as a big bodied, regardless of his positional listing. He is a tweener, regardless of his positional listing. He's probably going to play. I want to say mostly in the slot. Like I don't, I'm not saying that Arliss Boardingham is going to be as good as Travis Kelsey, but I want to see Arliss Boardingham used like Travis Kelsey. Like he's not the Kyle Pitts tight end. He, he's not that kind of wide receiver tight end hybrid. He's a different kind. He's not an insane burner for his size, and he's not a giant that moves like that. No, he is a reasonably sized tight end that just moves like a receiver and let, let him be the big slot. The big slot that Billy Napier at Louisiana used frequently, and with Florida in 2022, he didn't use that frequently. The things that Billy Napier did at Louisiana and didn't do with the Florida Gators in 2022 – I can't tell if that is him going like, like there's kind of two options to it. One, I don't want to do that here. That's not what I'm going to do here. That that was kind of what I did out of necessity or two. I want to do that here, but I don't have the right personnel to do that here. So Arliss Boardingham could give you that athletic tight end, that big slot type of receiver that you can use there where he's going to be listed as a tweener because he's it's similar to Travis Kelsey when people go Travis Kelsey's not a tight end because he plays mostly slot receiver more than anything else so sure you could say that like you could say he's not he's not a tight end I don't care next up is Cameron Carroll who recently committed to the Florida Gators Cameron Carroll of course came from Tulane where he had over 1600 rushing yards over 200 receiving yards uh, and he had, I believe it was 24 total touchdowns uh, from scrimmage, not a kick returner, not a special teamer. But Cam Carroll at Tulane lined up in the backfield. He lined up in the slot. He lined up out wide. That's something where Florida, we, we saw that happen every now and then. We saw, we saw Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne line up in the slot sometimes. We saw them line up out wide sometimes. We saw them be used as a passing option sometimes. It wasn't a thing where they were like, okay, we're going to get you involved in the offense frequently. No, Cam Carroll could be that, though. He's a running back receiver type. The offense needs to adapt and grow. And when I was just talking about Billy Napier maybe going, I don't know if I have the personnel to do the things that I want to do in Gainesville, this is another one of those situations where Naquan Wright in 2021 was one of the best pass-catching running backs in the SEC, if not the best pass-catching running pass-catching running back in the SEC. Okay? 2022, ghost. I know he had some off-field stuff that uh, that happened with in, within the program, and that, that was one of the things where they were like, okay, like we're going to we're gonna nix, nix you a little bit here. But um, no, like you, you need to see that involved, especially when you're losing Anthony Richardson's mobility. You're losing his running ability 
where now it's like, okay, we just need to get somebody that can pick up yards for yards for us. And if Cam Carroll can do that as a pass catcher or a runner out of the backfield or in the slot or out wide, you do that. Like do what he was brought in to do because Cam Carroll wasn't brought in to be your running back one or running back two. Cam Carroll was brought in to be a dual threat running back that can contribute as a runner and a pass catcher. Let him line up in the backfield, let him line up in the slot and let him line up out wide and let him make plays because that's what he's here for. And the third one that I wanted to touch on, which isn't really talking about the receiving room, but it's Keon Zipper. When we're talking about a tweener, got to talk about Keon because he's listed as a tight end. He's short for a tight end. He is, but he's listed as a tight end plays a solid bit in the slot as that move tight end. He'll go offset, he'll go into the slot, he'll go everywhere. I want to see him used more in the backfield. We saw it every now and then, but I want to see him used more in the backfield. Not as a halfback, obviously, but as a fullback or an H-back type, especially when I like to look at it with how Utah uses Brent Keefe, where Brent Keefe is in the NFL, going to be listed as a tight end but he's going to be playing H-back roles, which is fine. There's plenty of H-backs in the NFL. You look at Kylan Granson. You look at Josiah DeGuara. You look at those guys where they're going to be used specific ways because that's what their size and skill set allows them to do. Use Keon Zipperer that way because that's what he's going to do in the NFL. So use him the way that puts him, one, in the best chance to help your team now, and two, in the best chance to show NFL teams what he can do. That's what I'm saying for Keon Zipperer. Just... Just line him up in multiple ways. Let him get involved in multiple ways as a blocker and pass catcher. You don't have to run the ball with him, but just let him get going. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back Monday with more on your Florida Gators. For your second listen, check out Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, the University of Florida. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole9Sports and GiantsCountryFSI.com, and I will see you all tomorrow.